Hi, this is Al of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast and proud member of the collective, and you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. Welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 212, 212th, and you are with your high you Ray, returning to the, the box seat, and joining me on this adventure at the top of the week is uh, a you know returning co-host, returning host, uh, no stranger to the show, Josh. Johnson, Josh, welcome back. Hey, what's going on? It's good to be back on again. Yeah, it's always uh, it's always been a while between drinks. You know, I try to uh, obviously share the love between um, such great a great loony community. Josh, um, looking to actually also as well. I don't know you um, drop into the Discord server every now and again. Yeah, no, you've been on there. Uh, I think I have a download, but I don't really. Mm. drop in and say anything I, sometimes i just kind of take a quick look through but i never have anything good to say <laughs> ah, no 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 worries it's only because um yeah a couple of the others over there um are pretty keen uh invited them you know pretty keen to come on the show as well so a, a nice kind of uh, a variety of um of loonies coming on the show but josh you've been on here many a time before of course i think the the last time we saw you was episode 200 um Got to see you on the game show there. Um, but yeah, how are things in general? Oh, things are going good. It's, we're starting to get in the summer over here, so it's starting to get warm. But we're also having like this really weird fluctuation of weather. So like oh. earlier in the week, it was like 93 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> oh, wow. Not, not well, not, I know because you guys go by Celsius. Yeah, so whenever yeah, you hear yeah. us Americans yeah. say 93 degrees, that's like the, the ground is melting. Yeah, we'd um, be dead. We'd be dead here. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, this weekend, it's dropped down to, like, 55, 60 degrees. And then, oh, like, wow. in a couple of days, we back up to 90. It's just like, ugh. That's a bit weird. That's... And people, and people want to say climate change isn't a thing. <laughs> no, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's that's right for, for getting kind of unwell. You, you know, there's massive changes in temperature. Like, I always know mm. that, you know, kind of get the snipples or whatever. Um Interesting fact, Josh. I was just watching a nature show just then. You're talking about climate change, and uh, I'm already deviating from our our show. It was about the albatross, albatrosses, uh, you know, those birds of the sea. Uh, and apparently, uh, you know, when they when they have young, you know, they have the young in the nest and such. Um, but uh, if the baby should fall out of the nest, like the parents don't recognise it as a baby, like even the sight, the smell you know, the sound of the baby, they don't recognise. They only recognise it if the baby albatross is in the nest. So with the climate change, the rougher weather and stuff, the storms that happen around the Antarctic, um, a lot of the babies fall out of the nest. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately not claimed by the parents. Isn't that a sad thing? Well, I think that 
think that's sort of a common thing with birds. Now oh, I'm it? gonna come oh. I'm gonna come out and admit something. I don't know too much about birds because <laughs> deep because uh birds are my biggest fear in this world, so I have the, really? the knowledge. Yes. <laughs> have you seen Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds? No, nope. Oh, really? we'll never <laughs> never even attempt to watch it. No way. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly in the wall there if you ever you do, Josh. Really? Wow, so it's like a phobia? Yeah, pretty much. I, f- uh, I forget what the heck it's called. It starts with an O, I think. Or right. Yeah, wow. Jeez. So when did this... I mean, I don't want to be... I don't delve too much into it, but when did this first occur? When did you, you, you think about this or it's discover a, oh, this? It, 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 it's okay to ask. I tell people this all the time. Yeah. Just be like, oh, you wouldn't expect what my biggest fear would be. And yeah. it's... The tiny, it could be the tiniest little thing or big geese or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, I guess as a kid, I guess I got attacked by some geese. I guess I got ah. too close to a nest or whatever. Like, I don't remember the incident happening. Yeah. But ever since then, I just remember just being absolutely terrified. Oh, wow. Basically, anything with feathers. Nope. <laughs> Jeez, eh? Oh, you wouldn't like it where I work. There are a couple of ducks around there and come spring... They get a bit, you know, a bit clucky, kind of bite you that you bite your ankles. I don't, I don't like them at all. I thought I liked ducks, well, but I don't. Ducks aren't that like they're the ones I can sort of like. I'm not gonna go up and get close to one, but like I'll be sort of okay around. But okay. like, um, well, in terms of you know being in Australia, like the ones that would really get to me would be what are they? The magpies? Oh yeah. <laughs> magpies uh you, you don't have magpies over in the u.s no not that i know of no oh okay i only say that because um i don't know uh shadow man from valiant comics his his other um alter ego is the magpie so i thought okay right, right. the magpies are kind of everywhere right yeah no they're, they're pretty um they're protected oh, bloody bastards they're a protected species and i think they know it so, so they <laughs> so you can't touch them but they uh they'll attack you and stuff uh yeah yeah um look just another quick one the kookaburras are one of my favorites um they don't take no shit from no one um they're they're really cool they uh i don't know they're the ones you know that have the laugh the kookaburra laugh have you heard of that uh um, i've heard <laughs> of it but i i never heard personally i don't know if that's a thing we have over here maybe uh, more so in like wooded areas maybe okay but... yeah well i think the kookaburra is like synonymous with australia but they have this um, this call which sounds like they're laughing. Um, mm-hmm. Can the only person laughing? Anyway, they are so cool. I love them because um, I even I tried to get up to I went up to one like we were living where we were living near the bush. Um, I went up to one and I thought I could scare it off because I was mowing the lawn, but it just stared right into my eyes. It didn't move. <laughs> like I go, okay, all right, respect, respect for you then. <laughs> all right, good on you. Uh, so yeah, and I, and I've seen one swoop down and pick up. I don't know pick a cricket or something out of you know from 100 meters away so you know they're, they're really good anyway anyway loonies this is all actually very significant because um <laughs> because uh i don't know josh if you want to face your fears you would go up against a bird and so idle chat <clears throat> at 212th episode uh we are looking at toe-to-toe battles so we're going to be looking at moon knight versus ninjack a bit of a, a flight of fancy, so to speak, Josh, for this subject of idle chat. I thought, why not? Um, you admittedly aren't, uh, you know, too into, I guess, 
who would wins, but uh, should be solved. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I don't know because really the big thing is, especially for like, oh, if it's in a comic, the the go to answer is well, it depends on who's writing it. Absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. I mean, it can be fun to go back and forth and be like, oh, well, what if he does this? So I mean, like I said, I've never really done like an in depth one, so we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. And it, of course, it's open to um, oh, sorry, to everyone. Obviously, yeah. So, so welcoming Josh Geronimo. We're going to do this. Uh, and sorry, Josh, you are one of the Patronis as well. Gosh, I've totally gone off the rails. Josh is one of the the gracious Patronis. Uh, you see them listed in the, as co-producers and executive producers on the show. A big shout out to our sponsors. So, uh, the Patronis are definitely part of that. So, a big thank you to the likes of uh, Daniel, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, yourself, Josh. Uh, James, Russell, and Anthony, a big thank you to you, uh, one and all. Uh, it's really fun to, to to let this show kind of flourish uh, and be able to do stuff that you know normally either would have just had to kind of dig out of my pocket and, and not be able to afford any comics or anything like that. <laughs> um, so a huge thank you. Uh, also, a big thanks to the likes of Darren Doing, one of the patronies for Fringe Night, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own Missouri superhero, Hello Headphones empowering gamers to play at the best and Dreamland Comics, the Superhero Superstore. Now, as we were saying, this is going to be a toe-to-toe battle. Uh, see how I, you know, how I deftly changed the name from like a Who Would Wins or a, a Versus. Toe-to-toes, why not? Uh, so, Moon Knight and Ninjak, um, arbitrarily chosen. Ninjak, just trying to, obviously I'm not going to put, we're not going to put Moon Knight up against Galactus or anything like that. It'd be pretty silly or... um. Uh, but uh, so someone kind of like-minded, and we wanted to steer clear, Josh. I think we kind of briefly discussed that. Wanted to steer clear of the obvious kind of throwdown between the other guy, right? Yeah. Because uh, let's you know let's not tread on any of those toes there. But what I was going to say, Josh, was that these sorts of things as well can also bring out the worst in people. Um, it, in the fact that I don't know if you've ever read a lot of the posts. Of uh, you know who would win out of a matchup here and there. I got drawn into one myself, just because I thought, why not? It was um, <laughs> it was Superman versus Hulk, and um, yeah, and, and people were going, oh look, you know who's going to win? Oh yeah, Hulk, no no problem. Oh Superman, you know without a doubt. And there was this one guy saying, yeah, I don't understand. It's, it's the way people say stuff, and the guy was saying, yep. Yeah, Hulk, uh, I don't know what you guys are talking about, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a Hulk fan, right? But I also do a podcast on Superman, so I thought I'd just weigh in. I said, oh, look, you know, Hulk's pretty strong, but you do realise that Superman has historically, he's like pulled planets, right? You you know, he's tugged at them and he's, you know, he's done some crazy stuff. And the guy came back, oh, um, Hulk has held a star. And he's ripped a planet in half. You do the maths. <laughs> and I was kind of oh, like, like, oh god, here we go. We're going to go down this road. So it can bring out the worst, you know. And as you say, Josh, the right answer is that, however the writer sees fit, you know, that's mm-hmm. that's who will win, um, because there's just so many variables, you know, um, the the situation, the condition that each of the characters are in. Again, all of that's written in by the writers. So anyway, I'm babbling. Um, so what we're going to do, Josh, I thought as well, and listeners, we're going to do a brief overview of each of the characters. Like, we know our Moon Knight, but we're just going to lay it out. Let's lay it out. Uh, we're going to go through just the kind of origins, um, then their power sets and abilities. Um, I thought maybe significant battles to maybe draw out, you know, how they do 
maybe win against seemingly greater odds. Uh, and I've got here, Josh, I mean, we don't have to put two points each as to why, but I think, you know, we are a Moon Knight podcast, and to be fair, we should kind of give points on both sides as why we think that Moon Knight and Ninjak would win. How do you feel about that? Oh, that makes sense, because if we would just have a matchup and then just say, oh, Moon Knight would win, yeah. what's the point of even doing the episode? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, and then I guess what we'll do is, uh, then we'll, we'll kind of have our like, final thoughts, Josh, and our verdict as to who would kind of win. <laughs> so, uh, I'll throw this out into the group as well. We've got a little bit of feedback, so we can go through that as well, Josh. But um, I thought, you know, since I don't want to throw you in the deep end, uh, how about you, maybe you start off with giving a, a brief rundown of Moon Knight, and we can kind of go from there. All right. <clears throat> okay. So, everybody should probably know this by now, but let's go mm-hmm. through it. Moon Knight, you know, created by Doug Manch and Don Perlin. So, you know, his background, he's a mercenary, died in the desert, body brought back, and resurrected by Khonshu at a hidden temple, and he serves as the Fist of Khonshu, or the Avatar of Vengeance, and obviously he has the, the DID with Moon Knight, Mark Spector, Jake Lockley, Stephen Grant, Mr. Knight, and if you want to include the Bendis stuff, Wolverine, Captain America, and Spider-Man. Yeah, just going on from that, Josh. Though, just quickly, because I did have a, a little read further down. So that, um, so you know, it, it's kind of generally known, right, that Moon Knight has this DID disorder. It was briefly shown, right, and I don't know whether they still hold true to this during the Ellis run. The fact that um, apparently it, it wasn't DID; it's actually it is Conchu, um, forming these constructs and well, actually, um, instilling. You know, those aspects of, of Conchu, like the Pathfinder, Embracer, um, mm-hmm. Defender, and then Mark having to having to kind of make sense of that. And there's that mention of Conchu colonizing his mind, so to speak. Right. Yeah, so there's there's kind of that as well. I guess the ambiguity... There's, there's also as well, I guess we should mention that ambiguity that Moon Knight has. You know, is he really affected by Conchu? And, and writers sway between the two, don't they? Right. Like, like, um, more recently, it seems open, like open knowledge that Conchu exists. So, yeah. Plus, he also has that, well, I think they diagnosed it as brain damage, and that's sort of what's causing, I guess, that's what's giving Conchu the ability to colonize his mind. Yeah. I guess that's what the deal is. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, in effect, it's not really, it's kind of like Mark's mind suffering like consequential t- to Conchu, you, you know, rather than it being a mental kind of illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Alrighty. So, Moon Knight stats. So we got all of his uh, stuff here. <laughs> so his height, six foot two or 1.88 meters. Weight, 225 pounds or 102 kilos, which coincidentally is pretty much the same exact uh, stats as the other guy. Is it? Okay. I didn't, yeah. I just copied, I just copy and pasted. Really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I remember hearing that somewhere. Um, let's see. We got, uh, so he has brown eyes and brown hair mm-hmm. and he does have that scar over his left eye mm-hmm. and the multiple times he's been wheelchair bound. Yeah. So he's, I guess from that you can glean, 
he's had massive problems with his like his knees at least right from mm-hmm. the Houston run <laughs> so yeah um and, or, or shins as well yeah I bet anytime he kicks those knees just crack every time yeah he's right out every, of the chair every time he's like kick oh god <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> so he's probably working with a lot of pain at the moment you know or, or just regular mm-hmm. all right so now we got his abilities so he's you know been a boxer been a marine mm-hmm. been a you know, mercenary and on recent well ever since then he's been in the you know superhero moon knight you know, he's been an expert in hand-to-hand combat and martial arts. Various and, martial arts. I actually thought before when I read it that he was a master of all the all the martial arts. But um, yeah, so not 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 like um, the other guy who apparently knows over a hundred different martial arts. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Mark knows a few, I guess. More than most people, we'll say that. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I couldn't even name probably five different kinds of martial arts. So, oh yeah, but he probably too. knows all of those. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, he's an Olympic level athlete, skilled acrobat and gymnast, and excels at combat strategies. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of that can be uh, the, uh, excels at combat strategies. That could probably be put back to his military career. Yep. And, and obviously, yeah, with all with all the good martial arts, you can probably the teaming that up with the acrobatics is makes him jumpy and kicky. So, yeah, and also despite, well, I guess as you said, he's got the same uh, physical stats as Ninjak, but for a big guy as well, he is quite nimble. You know, as a gymnast, mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's something that I think a lot of people kind of forget, unless of course you uh, you read the. Mench Sinkevich run where you see him just kind of like flying and flipping around but he's a, he's a big guy right yeah alright so he's an, got an expert pilot mm-hmm. you know due to being uh, a marine and mercenary which being a guy who sort of knows some stuff about the military I want to say it might be more so to the mercenary because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of levels <laughs> In the military, from being like a regular grunt to being a pilot, so I'm gonna say we can attribute that more to his mercenary days. Maybe Frenchie taught him some stuff. <laughs> All right, then we got expert detective. Obviously, we see that with the, uh, especially with the Ellis run, being Ellis a detective run, yeah. and private investigator. Broad skills, knowledge, and understanding of the criminal underworld. Knows the streets and mainly being uh, because of being Jake Lockley. You know, getting all the getting all the what's up. You know, being at the uh, the diner. Yes, all the uh, yeah, all the all the words on the street, basically. Intel. He, yep, and he has Ricky and Ray feeding them some info too, and Crawley. All right, interrogation expert, you know, employ military secret police methods of torture to get what he wants, mm-hmm. what information he wants. And uh, also a good marksman, capable of hurling all types of projectiles with good aim and pinpoint accuracy. Obviously, he throws those, uh, the crescent darts, and 
uh, in the fist of Conchu, he throws that boomerang thing. So it, it kind can... of, sorry, Josh, it, it kind of writes him up as being, he's almost as good as, I guess it's Hawkeye and stuff. I mean, look, if you can slice a bullet in half with a crescent, <laughs> crescent dart, that's pretty impressive. And he can reflect it back with the, uh, he can reflect oh, it back right. with those, with the crescent darts too. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's pretty, pretty amped. All right. And then ah, my page is going all over the place. Let's see. <laughs> all right. And then, you know, he's a weapons master, adept with nearly every weapon invented, <laughs> ranging from swords, knives, batons, chains, brass knuckles, throwing projectiles, you know, sh- shurikens, longbows, bolos, boomerangs, all types of firearms, uh, even stuff like gatling guns and missile launchers, mortars. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I mean, remember as well, I found it really cool to see uh, in those backup stories uh, in the Hulk magazine against Lupinar, like how good he is with the sword. So, I mean, we know coming up against Ninjak, Ninjak's, uh, he's, he's, a couple of his main weapons are swords. So um, it's, it's interesting to note as well that Moon Knight is apparently proficient in it as well. And uh, yeah. Right. And I think there's a cover for, I think, is it issue 28? of the mensch run i think it's like where he's uh it's like a desert cover and there's a guy like a i guess like a middle eastern oh, yes. guy with a scimitar yeah. i think uh i think moon knight also has one too mm-hmm. I, I know i've yeah. read that issue it's been a long time but i think yeah there's some sword wheels in there too so yeah so he's got experience and going as ninja that'll come in handy yeah. uh and then you know master of martial arts uh, so here we go. There's a list here, Josh. Jeez. Oh, here we go. Now I can learn. Now I can learn what some of these are because I've never heard <laughs> of some of them. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, being a former heavyweight boxer, um, and then he went uh, intense training to be a commando, intelligence operative, and a mercenary, and is skilled in unarmed and armed combat and boxing, judo, krav maga, salat, dambe. Savat, Eskrima, Karate, Muay Thai, and Kung Fu. I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation for some of those other ones. Like yeah. I said, I've never heard of them. It's pretty, um, that's pretty impressive. I remember the main ones for me was that, well, apparently like in the 80s, and that Savate or whatever was quite popular. Mm. I'm not sure if that was a Brazilian one or not. But yeah, yeah, um, Muay Thai. It, it says as well, I mean, it says Master Martial Artist. I don't think he's like supreme like if you look at say the likes of iron fist and shang chi he's not like a a master master of these mm-hmm. arts i think he's just been trained in them so he's probably good enough um but yeah no he's no by no means is he like the top tier of, of these martial arts yeah good enough to take on regular schmucks but not enough to take on the <laughs> guys people are really trained in it exactly uh, <laughs> his knowledge is extensive enough that he is shown to be that, that he can use pressure points against opponents, striking nerve clusters to stun or instant, instantly incapacitate. And on more than one occasion, without powers, he's fought the Punisher to a standstill, who has similar training. Yeah, and I guess it should be noted as well, the Punisher, well, again, in the wiki, describes he's got a very high pain tolerance. 
So kind of like Moon Knight. Like Moon Knight will, you know, he doesn't defend himself. So Punisher is very hard because uh, he's got all the training, his skill to a degree, uh, but he'll just keep on coming at you no matter how hurt he is. So if Moon Knight can hold him to a standstill, that's, you know, pretty impressive. And we've seen in the Punisher show that he can take a tremendous amount of beating and still uh, be good enough to kick your ass and kill you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, let's see. So he's multilingual. Well, very important for this. Yeah, for this I fight. Know, I, yeah. I don't know how how much that would be. <laughs> I mean, I guess if they if both him and Ninja, they can they can curse at each other in other languages. I oh, guess. <laughs> words words hurt the most. <laughs> let's. Uh, so, in addition to speaking English, Spectre is fluent in Arabic and has demonstrated his proficiency in Egyptian and Sudanese. And now I think about it, it could be used as a taunting method because. I Ooh. think is uh isn't Ninjak British? Yep. Okay, well, being that he can that uh that Mark can speak uh these other, you know, Arabic and Egyptian and Sudanese, you know, with the I guess the colonial ties those countries have to Britain, <laughs> maybe a little yeah. bit of uh a little bit of digging from that. I don't know. <laughs> ah, a bit of psychological warfare. I like yeah. it. I like it. You know, coming at him from all fronts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, uh, then Jack won't know. It'll piss him off. But when he hears it, it, it he will. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. And then, uh, well, obviously, Moon Knight has a high pain resistance. Mm-hmm. He has the insanity. He can stand torture. Spiritually gifted. Or he's just simply numb from being beat the shit all the years. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just doesn't care anymore, and he does have some telepathic resistance too. You know, given he has the multiple personalities, and I'm sure whatever uh, whole kind of conchu has on his mind, that can be having a god kind of protecting your mind could um, give you some protection mentally, I guess. Yeah, uh, it's interesting also as well that recently the uh, the run I read. Uh, I believe it with the two annuals, the, the Avengers annual and the West Coast Avengers annual that I did with Justin, uh, it was interesting use of his telepathic resistance because he's got, because Moon Knight has these, say, like three or four identities. So what had happened was, I can't remember if it was the Collector or the Grandmaster, one of those, um, you know, one of them, they incapacitated all the Avengers, but Moon Knight kept on coming because apparently he incapacitated the mind, like you Mm-hmm. You know, don't stop me with details here. So he incapacitated Mark Spector's mind, but Moon Knight kept on coming because he had these other other minds in his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the collector or grandmaster was going, I don't understand. You should be unconscious now. Like he's going, I'm, and he kept on coming, and he managed to, to to punch him or something. And then he explains, well, you know, you knocked out Mark Spector, then you knocked out Jake Lockley. Stephen Grant was still <laughs> still conscious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, interesting interesting use of of you know, that mental capacity by the writers, uh, I think. And it could be handy in this battle against Ninjak. And I think, too, in one of the issues we reviewed, I think it was one of the Avengers one, I think it was like 211 or something, where, yeah. um, remember, they were gathering all, uh, like, all the members to try and get new. And I think, uh, was it Moon Dragon? like, does where he tries, she tries to do something, like, mentally to everybody to, like, hey, come here, but... I think Moon, because we actually see Moon Knight's sort of reaction, and he has like a kind of a weird reaction. So I wonder if that had something yeah. to do with that similarly too. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, and, and 
whether that is from his own kind of internal mental you know issues or as you say uh some influence from conchu so he does have a god backing him so again that's a, a pretty mighty thing to have taking into the battle with ninjak right all right so getting to his physical strength he has a strength of a normal human his age and you know his height and build mm-hmm. uh and someone who has uh, intense regular exercise he could formally pr- formally press lift twice his body weight 450 pounds but since losing his powers he's been routinely weight lifting and probably stronger and then mm-hmm. uh of course under the light of the full moon uh yeah. which his powers get amp- amplified uh he can lift about two tons but he doesn't really have those powers anymore well, I don't know. I'm going out on a limb here, Josh. I'm thinking for this instance, um, just because I think we should give every each of these opponents as much as they can. Okay. Can we like just say that as an option, Moon Knight has this as well? <laughs> All right. Like, so, you know, so he has the Fisakanshu powers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say that because I don't know. It might might be interesting. Um, All right. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if we want to give them kind of everything that both of them have, it would make sense. Yeah. I I just, I have a a punishment. He should have to wear that costume then, though. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just, just, I feel Ninjak is is quite an opponent. I mean, Mm -hmm. we'll get to his stats. Uh, It may may seem unassuming, but he's, I mean, geez, I've read, I've read his stuff and he's pretty, he's pretty lethal anyway. Yeah, I actually just read the, I haven't read much Ninjak, but just this morning before we hopped on here, I, I do have the first issue of his, like the initial run from 1994. And I read, I'm like, oh, oh wow, wow. He actually, he is pretty brutal. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he, he was retconned a couple of times, uh, rebooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 2012 is, uh, yeah, no, he's, yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, I have one of the trades, but I don't remember. I think I have four. Oh, I, should... I think, I think I ordered like number one or two, like, of the trades, and they sent me, like, mm-hmm. number four instead. I'm like, well, nah. I mean, I'll keep it. I mean, I'll eventually get the others, but I, I haven't Yeah, but you don't, you're kind of stuck at, you're in the middle or towards mm-hmm. the end or whatever. So, right. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so back to Moon Knight. So, uh, and obviously, we're just going to go through his weaknesses real quick. So, obviously, he has that brain damage yep. and mental illness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I believe that Mark suffered from DID, but it was determined that the different personas, uh, were consequences of having become Conchu's avatar. Conchu has four aspects, Pathfinder, Embracer, Defender, and the Watcher of Overnight Travelers. Inspector cycles through these aspects, and his brain applies identities to them in order to explain them. Uh, Mark's Mm -hmm. mind has basically become colonized by Conchu, and uh, different personalities are a way to cope with the damage. So this is kind of stuff we mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. I think another weakness, I mean, maybe not, is... The fact that he, he can be distracted as well, I guess, with all that's going in his head. Um, kind of seen that, if, you know, you kind of see that to an extent in some of the runs with Conchu, mm-hmm. just like just barking at him. Um, you know, so that that can be a, a crutch uh, as well. I think we can also get put uh, in weaknesses uh, pills and alcohol <laughs> from yeah. the bottom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um. Cool. All right. And then we just got, I guess, some of his some of his gear. Right. Well, so Moon Knight suit, you know, it's changed multiple times. 
Uh, the first one we know had was Kevlar. Um, uh, yeah, had a had a built into a radio system, so he, you know, Moon Knight could talk to Frenchie or whoever's in the Moon mm-hmm. Copter. Uh, is later upgraded to the ad, uh, from Kevlar to the Adamantium, and he had the dart launchers on the gauntlets as opposed to having to throw the uh, crescent just darts. Throw them. Yep. Yeah. Which I like those launchers. It just makes a lot more sense. I know some people don't like them, but I like them a lot better. Well, that makes sense. I remember, didn't like Moon Knight, was it like, there was one instance I can't remember off but he, he threw the crescent dart, you know, threw it just mm. with his arm, and it like cleaved like a, a bit of metal or something. It's like, how hard would he have to throw it? Right. To, 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 you know, to do that. So yeah, the, the launches make a bit more sense. And just convenience too. Just raise your arm and yeah. shoot instead of having to, yeah. okay, let me grab it out of here. and I got to make sure I throw it and just, just, just yeah. point and shoot. That's all let I got to do. Exactly. Yeah. Let me wind up. Hang on. Let me just uh, get a good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this alley's really small. I can't. I can't yeah. stay my arm the full way. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I say he has that glider cloak. So though he can't fly, he can use the cloak to glide from great heights or from the mm-hmm. boomcopter, which helps moving around. Though the cloak isn't armored, but it's still you know flexible enough to be used for what it is and then let's see carbonadium armored vestment very cool vengeance of the moon knight yeah okay so it's something i'm not familiar with i haven't read that run oh okay well there's this one um look there's not i mean the, the the most popular i think reminiscence of that armor is that um moon knight he uses it to um to to be able to prop up a building so he's wearing the suit and he can like ask the carbonadium or he can get the carbonadium armor to kind of lock the joints or whatever. Hmm. So in, in effect, he kind of, it just becomes like a, a jack, you know, uh-huh. just he props up this whole building. Um, so pretty powerful stuff um, in that sense. And he even slipped out of it uh, and everyone thought he was still in it. I don't know how he did it without them seeing. Uh, and he, yeah, so it, yeah, it's a pretty nifty little suit. Interesting. Um, I, yeah, I'd say the adamantium suits probably the strongest mm. you'd think out of it all yeah so yeah and the most i know about that carbonadium is that i think that was a trivia question you asked yeah. some sort of yeah, number, it was. i don't remember reading that um yes. uh i don't know i guess what the features in that suit too besides besides the ability to hold up a building has uh <laughs> what has dart launchers uh Cable line for swinging, grappling, jump jets, and laser cutting torch. Jeez, wow, that's pretty full armament. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got a few a, a few bells and whistles in that. So, I guess needless to say, he's got he's got his gadgets up there. Um, you know, so does Ninjak too. So again, this should be a good matchup. Hello, I'm Alan. I'm Rebecca. And if you're listening to this then we recommend that you check out our podcast, the DCAU Podcast, where we watch the original DC animated movies, starting from Batman Mask of Phantasm and continuing on to Justice League, Dark, Apocalypse War, and beyond. And we will cover such heroes as Batman, Superman, The Batman, Wonder Woman, Victorian Steampunk Batman, The Flash, Batman Beyond, Green Lantern, 
Old Man Batman. Martian Manhunter. And plenty more versions of Batman. Lots and lots and lots of Batman. You can find the DCAU podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can get podcasts by looking up the DCAU podcast and subscribe today. Hello, this is Tom Brevoort. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. Thanks, Josh, for that. I guess also as well, it's funny, I'm just thinking about it. Um, Moon Knight, you know, wearing white, he wants people to see him coming completely opposite to Ninjak, who is all about stealth. You know, that's one of his main, I think one of his main weapons as well. If you read a lot of his comics, um, he does, you know, he won't he won't resort to face-to-face combat and stuff unless he has to. He's very sneaky, you know, Um he, I'll get to it later. He actually he beats Exo Manor War um, in the most kind of unconventional way, but you know it's a win's a win. So Exo Manor War, for those that don't know, one of the biggest hitters in the Valiant universe. Very, very op- not OP, but just really mega powered. Um, so anyway, so let me. I think I actually have that because I do have I think two or three uh, trade paperbacks of Exo Manor War, like starting at from like the 2012 reboot. I think in oh, yeah, the second yeah. volume, he yes. fights Zenjak. He does, yeah, in the Vendetti run. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's unconventional. I mean, if you're looking at raw power, Exo would beat him easy, but, yeah. again, the stealth is the winner. Um, so running through this, Ninjak, a.k.a. Colin King. I know Rebecca loves it. Isn't it cool having a superhero? His first name's Colin. <laughs> anyway, created by Mark Moretti and Joe Casada back in July 1993. Um, sorry, I forgot to put in the notes there, Josh. Um, for Moon Knight, um, we're looking at the official date, August 1975, so a lot older character. Uh, Ninjak is a, a child of the 90s. Basically, in the re- he's been rebooted a couple of times, and, and I guess more recently, 2012... His story is that he comes from a very wealthy family. You know, again, there are some parallels with someone there. Uh, ends up, you know, ends up having gadgets. Uh, his parents are actually MI6 agents, uh, and they really don't pay a lot of attention to him. So he has a very cold upbringing. Uh, it turns out that his butler um, actually trains him in the in the harsh realities of life and in combat. Um, so uh, he has a proclivity for this. Uh, he decides to join MI6, MI6 as well when he's kind of young uh, and he has a training agent um, or, or a handler, I think they call him, uh, Angelina Alcott, uh, ends up having an affair with her. Uh, she dies, she she she, um, she gets killed by um, an assassin called Zaman. Uh, he's an agent of the Undead Monk. Now, the Undead Monk is a, a very kind of, it's kind of a, how shall I say, like a Kunlun... Um, you know, Utai, but is is really freaky. He's like he's constantly bleeding, and he's a uh, yeah, he's just very creepy. Anyway, um, so Ninjak, you know, gets a gets the shits obviously, uh, and he wants to get revenge. Uh, he infiltrates, so he goes undercover, gets into the undead monk's monastery, manages to kill Zaman, um, uh, but he doesn't 
he doesn't get time to kill. He wants to kill everyone in there, like destroy it all. Mm. Doesn't have time to, um, and so he kind of goes away. Uh, then he ends up kind of um, working for Neville Olcott. He's the new handler of MI6, and Neville's pretty good. Um, I wouldn't say it's his amb- um, it's ambiguous as to whether he's good or bad. For me, Neville seems pretty much on the straight and narrow, um, but there are some dubious things like um, Ninjak being asked to steal the Exo armor. Uh, we won't get into it too much, but it's kind of like a secret invasion, Josh. Mm. Um, there are these kind of shape-shifting aliens uh, called the Vine, and uh, it turns out that Neville was impersonated, I think, by one of them. Mm, um, okay. So, yes. but So, essentially, Ninjak is kind of good, uh, but he does really terrible things. Uh, the best way to describe him, um, there's a matchup. I like to think, uh, of course, there's James Bond because he's English, there's a, I'll use the one reference in this episode, Batman, um, and also I think a bit of Black Widow because there's that espionage and he's very good, uh, very good at sneaking around. But he is, uh, and maybe Captain America in the fact that we'll get to his traits, but he's the peak human. Um, he's trained himself to the peak human ability abilities. Maybe that's, yeah, similar to the Dark Knight as well. Uh Anyway, a couple of notable, uh, the Shadow Seven are, are, are massive. They're like the top tier ninja assassins. One of his main adversaries, and Roku as well. She's, um, I don't know, Josh. Are you? Um, I'm not a big DC fan. Lady Shiva, like she, she must be up there, like or Elektra. She's like yeah. one of the really kick-ass right. uh, assassins. Um, so that's Ninjak. Um, that's his kind of background, stats-wise. A lot of it's redacted and top secret, um, but he is English, uh, born in uh, Leicester, um, uh, England. Uh, he's got black hair, blue eyes. Yeah, 182 centimetres. Oh, actually, you know, so Mark's taller. He's 188. Um, so, yeah, so Ninjak a little bit. Oh, and, and significantly lighter, 83 kilos so Mark was two hundred odd pounds, Jeez. which brought him up to the hundred kilos. Like he's a he's a heavyweight boxer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ninjak's more, um, I don't more know, sleek. Josh, more sleek. I'm in no way sleek, but that's about my weight. <laughs> but I'm not as tall as that as well. So I'm in the eighty range. Um, but Mark's yeah, a, a good twenty kilos. A good uh, what's that? Uh, I can't do the maths. He's um, yeah, he's he's a fair few pounds. A bit more. Um, date of birth, don't know. He's active and, yeah, everything else is redacted. He's a freelancer as well. So he actually kind of goes against MI6 every now and again as well. And, again, that's good because he's got his, not own agenda, but he's got his own morals uh, as well. But he's having said that, he's very, he's good at uh, at carrying out instructions as well. So, yeah, it's a bit of a balance. Um, okay, as for, I'll get through this, powers and abilities. Now, the main thing here, Josh is his body supremacy. So actually he's kind of like Daredevil in the way like you know how Daredevil can like meditate and he's he can heal a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Um apparently Ninjak's the same. He he actually in when he infiltrated the undead monks monastery, he learnt some of the mystical arts there. Um so he's able to there's actually one point where his spine is broken and he manages to heal himself in in a really quick time. Um, wow. So this is a broken spine. So he can, he's got mastery over his body. Like he can really just, um, yeah, just use that. Uh, master hand-to-hand combatant, martial artist. I, 
I don't know how many martial arts, but you know, from the comics, he's pretty good at it. <laughs> like he's just, he's just really cool. Master of Stealth, as I said before, uh, he's a ninja and he's one of the best. Um, so he will attack you not front on if he has to. Um, he'll get around ways. Uh, and I'll couple that with he does have super genius level intelligence. So I don't know if we're talking Reed Richards here. Um, Josh, it might be, say, you know, Tony Stark, but he's pretty smart, so that will help him. Um, he's a specialist as well, and he's got this peak human condition, uh, agility, endurance, reflexes, speed, and strength. Um, talking about, you know, a guy of his uh, height, weight, and build in regu- intensive regular exercise, I guess this is this is it to the top level. Um, with the equipment is all about the gadgets, right? So he's got drones, he's got nanotech, um, he's got smart contact lenses, uh, you know, he's, he's got everything under the sun. Again, it's up to the rider. He'll just pull it right. out of his pouch, you know? Um, he's got battle boots, a battle mask, a battle vest. He's got the utility belt, uh, and, and this includes, every, there's, oh, I don't know, it's so <laughs> specific here. Like, I don't know if you're reading this now, Josh, but it just sounds so complicated, but it sounds like he's got a whole lot of wallop here, like um, a bionic supercharged exoskeleton. Uh, so probably can enhance his abilities. He's got four kick blades as well, so they can like stick out and he can stab you, like X-23 or something. Mm-hmm. He's got cyanide. He's got a cyanide distribution system, so he can kind of poison you. Uh, yeah, uh, and his, his battle vest, he's, he's got like a, a med kit as well, a heart fibrillation control, so if he's in danger, I guess his his battle vest will kind of help him in some regards. His gauntlets have got joint strengtheners, so that's similar to the carbonadium vest. Um, mm-hmm. So his, uh, that can strengthen him. Um, yeah, he's got truth serum, he's got grappling hooks, flamethrower, he's got a, he's got a cestus as well, Jeez. he's got no, uh, knockout gas, palm spikes, he's got it all, um, if you look at him, you can't see that it's all packed in there, but apparently it is, uh, razor discs, incendiary darts, he's, he's got a sniper rifle, um, katanas are his main kind of go-to, and shurikens as well, um, but also, I think, did it mention there, he's, he's a master marksman as well. So he, he's pretty good with his aim. Um, so that's similar to Moon Knight. Now, significant wins. I mentioned this. Um, he defeated Exo, uh, Man of War, Arik of Dacia. Um, and he did that by hurling a shuriken. Uh, Arik didn't have his helmet on, uh, sliced his ear, had a tranquilizer, that sort of thing. And then he, he, he basically managed to defeat him just like that, um, pretty easy. Uh, but he's gone toe-to-toe with him as well. Like, um, they they fight, and he goes toe-to-toe, but, of course, he's smart, so he doesn't stay too long. He can't beat Exo when he's fully functioning. Right. Um, yeah, but he's defeated the, the Shadow Seven members, so they're pretty deadly. Uh, and if you're to take his cannon, uh, there was a little mini-series. He actually beats the... The Valiant Universe as well. So he's been mm. Eternal Warrior. He's an Immortal. He's been Archer and Armstrong. Livewire. He's one of the most powerful Valiant characters, and Bloodshot, who is pretty hard to kill as well. Um, so there you go. Um, I don't know. Here we here we go, Josh. With all of that under the belt, uh, how how would you say it um, unfold between these two? Um, where do you think the advantage is for Moon Knight, for instance? In actually winning this, 
well, if we're going with you know with Moon Knight having powers, I think uh, obviously I think I'll outstrength him. Yeah. Uh, and I guess maybe with his ability to kind of to like handle pain and getting beat up pretty good, he might be able just to outlast Ninjak. But mm. other than Does that, that I'm, I'm yeah, kind of sorry. leaning more towards Ninjak kind of in every other category. Yeah, I mean, he seems it's stacked up against him a lot. Ninjak's got a whole friggin' you know kit of like gadgets here and there. Um, the strength definitely, I think, from Moon Knight as well. Um, look, if we're to take him with the adamantium armor, as well, I mean, adamantium being the strongest thing you know there is, mm-hmm. uh, that's got that's got to help him as well. But I can't help but think as well the um, uh, the problem with with Moon Knight is, as you said, like he'd rather take a punch than than block it. Uh, and I don't know if that goes for you know all these um, toxins and stuff that Ninja Ninjak would have. You know, if he throws some gas or something at him, would Moon Knight just think he'd just like you know wave that off? He'd be in serious trouble if like mm. uh, if Ninjak does do that. Other stuff like katanas and all that, I think it's fine. I mean, with the adamantium armor and Moon Knight's um, expertise in hand to hand and weapons, he should be able to to go toe to toe. With Ninjak, but it's more of those crafty, sneaky things that I think um, will kind of trip trip Moon Knight up. So we haven't actually started off well here, Josh. I mean, we've asked like how Moon Knight would win this, and I think we've both come to the the um, uh, you know the agreements that uh, he's in trouble um, yeah. from the get go. Um, well, how about this? Since yeah. we said about uh, okay, we're giving we're giving both of them everything to be able to. Uh, Mm-hmm. Kind of have the, you know the maximum effort from both of them. Yep. I think if Ninjak is carrying all that shit that he has, <laughs> I think he's going to have a significant weight, uh, <laughs> like trying to move around. Like you ain't going to be jumping and sneaking around and like jumping out from shadows and whatnot when you got you know a sniper <laughs> rifle and a, and a flamethrower and like two rocket launchers strapped to your well, knees. I- <laughs> No, hang on. He he he's twenty kilos lighter. So say say he's got twenty kilos worth of equipment, then they're on an even keel. Then it's uh, there's no difference. Well, no, what no, I'm but saying I, is, I'm saying Ninjak could be overweight if he's carrying all that stuff. Oh yeah, okay. Because yeah, if we're yeah, saying yeah. we're giving him everything, because I'm looking at that list, I'm looking, I'm like, there's a lot, that is so much shit. But there is a lot. I'm isn't assuming there? that he doesn't carry all that at one time. But for the sake of the fight, we should be like, you're carrying all that at one time. Yeah, he's gonna have some yeah. movement restriction and some weight on. He him, certainly, so. <laughs> he certainly is. Now that that's a good point. That's a good point. Oh look, also another one, which is um, I'm thinking the big the big um elephant or deity in the room. If we're gonna give either of these guys any of their traits, you know, if Conchu does step in. You know, and gives Moon Knight a sliver of the moon, so to speak, that we saw in Serpent War, uh, and basically turn Moon Knight into what we saw at the Avengers run with Jason Aaron. Uh, he'd be pretty hard to beat. You know, this guy beats Thor, Doctor Strange, Iron Fist. Uh, who else? He beats all of those. Ghost Rider as well. So uh, that would be pretty hard. Like if if Conchie decides to somehow kind of augment Moon Knight, then um, then I think Ninjak's got a lot of trouble there. But having said that as well, Ninjak's also um, is actually 
although he actually hates magic, uh, he, he stated that, I think he's kind of like Tony Stark in that sense. He always mentions that, like, I hate magic. Um, he has actually entered hell as well uh, with a suit. I don't know. I don't know the, the, the details, but he, he fashioned himself a suit um, and he went to hell with Shadow Man and a couple of other characters, Pump Mumbo as well. Um, so he can fight against, you know, quite overpowered beings too. Um, so I don't know. I'm just thinking for Moon Knight, if, uh, yeah, if he goes down the mystical or magical route, then, then Ninjak might be in trouble as well. Yeah. Um, well, we may have said most of it. How about for Ninjak then? What do you reckon Ninjak would, um, how would he, I, I think his stealth would be the big thing, um, against, and, and his intelligence, um, we know Moon Knight is a strategist as well. Like he's not the best, but he, it says that he's got like some pretty proficient combat um, strategy, you know, methods. Um, Ninjak again, having read a lot of the comics, uh, the way he just carries himself and he goes about um, not um, just being very economical with with um, with combat. I think Moon Knight would find hard. Moon Knight wants you to, as he says, he wants you to see him coming. He wants you to get involved in that fight. Whereas I think Ninjak will, will actually go the, yeah, the stealthy route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think the stealth, the stealth will always kind of, will always have the advantage over just being out in the, like just as a more of a real world example, but not on the same level, you know, right now I'm doing my sort of my annual read through of the Nam stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you take Vietnam as an example, Ah. Moon Knight is sort of like, you know, the Americans, <laughs> you know, just it, it, like out in the open, yeah, you can yeah. kind of see him. I know. Yeah. And yeah. then Ninjak is like, you know, the VC and just yeah. hitting from side to side, whatever. You don't know where they're at and kind of look at the outcomes of that. And that's kind of how, that's kind of how yeah. I take this, you know, with, you know, with Ninjak, he can, with his stealth, I think that could that's really the big advantage he has. Plus he does have the, um, I said he has all of the little sneaky gadgets or whatever that like he mm-hmm. can throw in there. So, I mean, and, a, and just a flat out, you know, just, you know, hand to hand fight. I think it would be even, but once then Jack would employ all those little things, I think that would give him the, uh, give him the upper hand. Yeah, I'd agree as well. Another analogy, I guess would be the boxing one. Um, I think Ninjak would probably play the long game. Um, so if he'd like jab Moon Knight 200 times, you know, not get him with a killer blow, he'd kind of wear him down and, and beat him. Whereas I think Moon Knight would be looking for like that knockout punch straight away, which again would be very hard against someone as agile and, and, and stealthy as Ninjak. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's pretty, um, Pretty difficult, I think. Uh, I had another like uh, another thought, uh, just kind of kind of lost at the moment there. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think um, I don't know. Uh, any other? I'm just trying to think. Sorry, Josh. I had a really cool little little thing there. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I don't know if we have really any oh. other things. Oh, go ahead. Oh yeah, no. It was just about yeah that that kind of um, again uh, tied in with that boxing thing. I think I think if it's a short 
encounter, there's a a good chance that Moon Knight could win. You know, because he's just he's like a like a bull in a china shop. It, it would seem. You know, he's he's agile and all that as well, but he's going to try and like lay you out. Both of them as well, mind you. Um, they're both kind of say like the Punisher. They they have no problems with killing, so there's no, none of that kind of ethics holding them back. They they both can deal a killer blow. Um, but I feel if the the longer game is is um, is given, like the longer it goes as well, I think Ninjak probably has a better chance. So like with all that evasion again, and probably coming in with his gadgets, um, and then he he's obviously he's got the ability to to um, deal out that killing blow as well. I think that's really hard for Moon Knight to um, to come up against. Interesting also as well, Josh, um, it's funny that they've almost got like complementary abilities in the fact that Ninjak can, he's got this supremacy over his body. He can like control his body and heal it, Where, whereas Moon Knight prefers to abuse his body. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Um, and he will like kind of, he won't injure it. Like, he won't um, heal it, but he'll, um, he'll like put it through the ringer to get the job done. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, just a, a bit of a difference there. But yeah, sorry, if there's any other any other final thoughts here, Josh? Uh, well, I'll just tie on what you said. That also can go, maybe go against Ninjak, is while you say Moon Knight, like, he'll, you know, he'll take a beat and get the job done, whereas Ninjak might be a little more cautious about making sure, like, not putting himself in too much harm's way because he does want to risk taking a hit. So that could mm-hmm. go, that, so that could go against Ninjak. But, and... But then another thing I, we didn't really take into consideration, depending like the location of where this fight would be happening. Mm-hmm. So like I'm thinking that you know if it's in like a small like if it's inside maybe a building or something like that, I think Ninjak would have the advantage. But if it's somewhere out in the wide open, I think yep. Moon Knight might have more of an advantage because okay. Ninjak wouldn't have the maybe like yes. because it's like you can't you can't be stealthy if you're in a wide open field. <laughs> no, exactly. They're in the desert. They'll be they'll be pretty hard to. Right. Um. Yeah. You, that would be nullified. That's true as well. No, definitely. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh. Interesting thoughts there. Um. Finally, as well. Again, I had another little little tidbit. I think. Um. Annual. Let, let's leave it at that. I guess. So. Um. With all that in mind. Then Josh, uh, how would you how would you see this going? I know it's a very abstract thing to say because it's, we we need to deal with conditions, environment, as you say. But overall, if they did kind of come together in a in a really in a meeting, <laughs> um, uh, who do you think who do you think is the better for it? I think I'd still have to just give it to Ninjak. I think, yeah, as well, you know, as much as it pains me to say that but i think i think ninjack would just have he, he would just be able to just i guess i think i think this i think the sneaky attacks would be the one to uh would be the defining reason that ninjack would win i think yeah 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 um look yeah also as well i mean sorry just i, I would i would tend to say look i tend to say so as well as much as i hate it and as much as this is a moon Knight podcast um, I think it's very hard to go against it. Like one of the other things that I did forget, and I just remembered Josh to say, if we're talking about like the mental side of things now, like Moon Knight has got like that fractured personality and the fractured mind, which could be a pro and con. 
you know, depending on, as we mentioned before, um, those multiple identities could serve Moon Knight well. Again, it could be a, um, it could be detrimental to, to his performance. Uh, with Ninja, there was one example I was thinking, I think it was in Unity, which is, uh, like the Valiant Universe's uh, version of the Avengers. So all those superheroes kind of get together. Um, Ninjak does have, from his training with the Undead Monk, he does have like limited, it would seem, I don't know, almost mystical abilities. Um, there was one moment where they were all, I guess, under the hypnosis or under the thrall of this alien race. And, uh, and Ninjak actually meditates and he telepathically kind of somehow gets into this mindscape and he actually draws everyone out. So um, so if it becomes a mental battle, again, I'm thinking of, again, citing, say, uh, had you read Contagion, Josh, with um, with Moon Knight? It was a recent, like, no. mini-event. Okay. Well, in that instance, Moon Knight's mind kind of, like, he was the saviour. Like, it had Iron Fist, it had all the street, um, like Luke Cage, uh, White Tiger and all that, and Elektra, I think, was even in it. Um, there was this big kind of bad thing, and uh, Moon Knight said, oh, look, only I can do it. And he, his mind, because his mind was made up of multiple personalities, managed to defeat this. I can't even remember the details. But I guess what I'm saying is that um, Ninjak also has this ability in the mental mindscape to actually you know, do something. So if it was a mental battle and you have Moon Knight's um, unorganized, um, fluid kind of mind, Ninjak has this kind of disciplined, meditative um, kind of mind that he can actually counter with. So, yeah, I find it pretty hard for Moon Knight to to get him unless he um, basically just lops his head off <laughs> at, the be- <laughs> at the beginning somehow. Uh, it's interesting as well. I was about to say, like, I'm not too sure about Ninjak's if he has got a glass jaw as well. Um, I'm sure he's been knocked out during the, the comics and stuff. I just can't remember... Because it is very like it's rare that he gets caught off guard, but mm. I just wonder if he if he gets dazed and stuff that he's in massive trouble, or again does his his training allow him to remain focused even though he's like concussed or whatever? So, um, you know, if it is, then then Moon Knight's got some problems. But if Moon Knight can kind of um, daze him early uh, and just hit him around really quickly, then then he's got a bit of a chance, and you know he'll finish him off pretty quickly. But yeah. Giving it to Ninjak as well. Um, so just tying into the whole, like I'm, I'm sort of thinking this, like kind of as we're talking about it, like seeing it like on like a comic page. Yeah. Like I think like once now that you told me that whole thing where Ninjak can go into like into the mind and fight, wouldn't it be cool yep. for like say oh they're fighting or whatever, and either like Ninjak has Moon Knight down and, and he's like, well you got me down, but like. I sort of have the power of, like, in my brain or something like that. And, like, then it basically molds into a fight where uh, yeah. Ninjak meditates and, and then fights. And then Ninjak would fight, you know, uh, Mark Spector, uh, Stephen Grant, and Jake sure, Lockley. Yeah. Like, that would actually yeah. be pretty cool. <laughs> that would be pretty cool as well, actually. Yeah, you, you, take, you have, like, two layers of fights. And, um, yeah, no, I, I can see that would be, that'd be pretty good as well. And, and how that goes up to the rider, but... Yeah, Ninjak's pretty mentally resilient as well, so um, pretty strong stuff there. Um, l- let's jump to... We did get a little bit of feedback here, Josh. Um, short, sharp. Uh, we'll just skip the the one from YouTube. We'll, we'll put that to the end. 
Um, but we've got a couple of, uh, qu- not quotes, a couple of comments from our Facebook group and page. Uh, Josh, would you like to take the Facebook group and I'll go, I'll go for the page. Alrighty. So the first one is from Tomes of Evil. Evil. Uh, I don't remember who does that one. Oh, uh, Ru- uh, Russell. I, oh, okay. That is Russell. Russell. Okay. That's who I thought, yep. but I wasn't sure. So, so that's what must, Russell Moran. He says, Oh, hell yeah. As much as I love Mooney, I don't know how the FE can beat Ninjak. Ninjak seems to have a solution for everything. Yeah, he's kind of like that as well in the fact, um, again, of, of a particular character. He mm-hmm. seems to have a plan for everything. So that's really hard to go up against someone that apparently is already a plan. Like, like Black Panther. Black Panther has a plan for everything, mm-hmm. let's say that. <laughs> and he has, like, a gadget for everything. Which is funny, it's like, yeah. now, like, okay, like obviously, you know, I am a B-Man fan, but it's like, now that I, but I see that all laid out for Ninjak, I'm just like, boy, all that stuff makes him really not that interesting if he just has a thing for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True, I know, because you, you like to see the flaws, you like to see, you know, you like to see how they can overcome adversity, but yeah, anyway, Ninjak is, uh, is what he is. <laughs> All right, so then the other one was from Matthew Taylor. He says, I think Moon Knight's general refusal to dodge will be his undoing here. Ninjak, superior fighter, martial artist, and is completely willing to kill, giving him a clear advantage. Yeah, now thank you, Matthew. I think, what well, as we discussed here, Josh, uh, yeah, of course, his refusal to dodge. Um, potentially, yeah, I think Ninjak is a superior fighter or martial artist. Uh, he probably is. It probably is, but I mean, Moon Knight's no slouch, and uh, and let's not forget, Moon Knight is willing to kill as well. So, well, he he was, and then JMD Mateus kind of changed that in Mark Spector Moon Knight. Um, but I think he wants to. I think he kills again. I can't remember. He used to. Well, he 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 likes to to carve faces off. So yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, I mean, he might, you know, he might kill, but he'll beat you to like a, a barely beating pulse. So or. Uh, Barely yeah. beating like corpse, so uh, yeah. Actually, he's he's more sadistic these days, isn't he? Like he actually carves that crescent moon into your forehead and just lets you live in fear the rest of your life. Though that's yeah, or, I'm, or, I'm sure he or he'll drop the glider on you and break every bone in your body. <laughs> yeah, that's that, still alive. True, absolutely Not true dead. as well. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, true. So yeah. Anyway, Matthew, I think you're on the same lines. Um, you know, overall with josh myself and russell uh, but going to the facebook page let's see here uh thank you we've got a couple of comments here from steven siatno and he says ha huh, just realize they're cut from the same cloth in terms of mercs adopting different cultures uh yeah um i think so do you know what steven might be alluding to here is this is this for ninja Going into the undead monastery, I, I have no idea. Yeah, to be I, honest, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see the 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 correlation there, uh, Stephen. But sorry, maybe uh, I'm just dumb. Uh, but no, thanks for that. Anyway, Stephen goes as well. I guess Mark, ooh, because he has superpowers. But Ninjak can also take down all of the valiant heroes without. That's true, without <laughs> superpowers. I'll say Ninjak. So Stephen's turned around, and he says Ninjak as well. So it does seem that Ninjak has the clean sweep here, Josh. Um, yeah, it's very hard. Loonies, w- we would love to hear from you as well. Have we stirred the pot a bit? 
have we kind of irked you enough to uh, to drop us a line and tell us why Moon Knight should win this one? Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Ninjak, hopefully the coverage here has kind of helped you check out. I would, I mean, Josh, what was that issue that you said it, back in '94? Did you? Oh, you it was just, read nin- a, just Ninjak. Ninjak number one. That was just. just oh, crazy. is that the um that really kind of glossy cover? Yep, it has with him jumping. It's yep, yep. holographic. I think on holographic front and back cover. I think yeah. I, yep. I got it for like a yep. dollar like a couple years ago and I haven't read it. like, you know, I guess now's as best time as ever to read it. And then like, yeah. you know, and then you, you know, you open it up and it's like, it blinds you with the holographic. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. For, yeah. From memory, I, I remember loving it because um, Joe Casada was on art or at least on cover at least. I'm, I'm not sure if he did. I can't remember if he did the interiors. Yeah. He, yeah, he did but, the inside. Uh, oh, he did the interiors. Yep. Yeah. I love his art. Um, but he, yeah, that was a good one as well. But um, so ninety four, the Ninjak series, also highly recommend Ninjak two thousand and twelve onwards. Um, it's a very good run by Matt Kent. Um, can't lord it enough, and you get a real good sense of uh, the espionage, but also the fighting skills of Ninjak. Uh, also, as well, um, if you what Josh and I mentioned, Exo Mana War. If you check, uh, as Josh said, I think trade two. I can't remember the issues off there. Uh, it might be. Um, I think it's. I think most of those valiant trades are like only four issues each, so it would be like okay. five through eight or something like that. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. read read that run too. Like Exo Man War yes. is like super interesting. Like if you haven't, read, if you don't know anything about Exo Man War, it's pretty much a combination of Thor, Iron Man, and Captain America all wrapped in the one. Yeah, how cool is that? It's so funny, isn't it? It's a uh, man at a time, Captain America. Uh, it's a like a Visigoth. Is Arik Adachia from I don't know thousands BC? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a Viking, like Thor, uh, very barbaric in that sense. Uh, but also he's got this suit of armor, which is alien, so <laughs> not tech. So he's got everything. Yeah. He's like he's a conglomeration of everything. But he's a really cool character. Um, Ninjak goes up against him, and as I said, Ninjak's beaten him. Um, and they kind of go up against each other every now and again. I don't know. I think their relationship is a little bit tense, but. Um, they yeah both of them are generally good guys so yeah um finally just before we wrap this up josh i uh, just want to give a shout out another bit of night lines from youtube cmk7 beep boop beep boop boop uh for episode 209 and where justin and i talked about moon knight collected uh which is about the collected format of moon knight um for your shelf uh and chris says a terrific idea for this episode's theme had so much fun hearing you guys go through mooney's various appearances and your wish list of possible future collections although it had my eye twitching a bit thinking about all the moon knight appearances i've yet to procure those marvel fanfares were amazing that's yeah i do have that moon knight one and it's great it's really good artwork the ending does get a little weird but still appropriately weird for a moon knight issue uh, thank you very much chris i think he was alluding, alluding to uh that was that bit I'm not sure if you read it, Josh, where Moon Knight meets, like, almost Mother Earth, like Gaia. Oh, no. Um, yeah. That sounds really weird. <laughs> uh, it sounds very, it's very weird. Um, and there's something about a small town. I can't remember. It's been a while. But, yeah, no, thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you for that. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, yeah, these th- sorts of things from our idle chats and, and Conchu's relics, which what is what we've got coming up, Josh, uh, really does bring out some, some really cool... Um, ways to explore uh, and you know different Moon Knight things. So um, there we go. So uh, a huge thank you, Josh. Um, are you available for something a bit later in the week? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. So, um, Looney's uh, next phase would be looking at a first quarter moon, uh, and that means, as I mentioned, it's another Conchu's relic. So, uh, similar to that Moon Knight collected, where we went to look at Moon Knight collected formats. Um, Josh and I, we might what well, might give a stab at um, Moon Knight letter pages now. I know if some of you Loonies would be familiar, Josh and I did a, um, a very, again, off the back of your idea, Josh, a very humorous, a very fun episode about um, reviews of Moon Knight products and stuff. Uh, that was highly entertaining. Uh, this time around, we're just going to look at some of the Moon Knight letters um, from the back of the comic book issues throughout all of the volumes. So um, we'll be zoning in. Um, Josh on the issue ones, I guess, mm-hmm. of, like the reactions to the, you know, the kickoff of some series. So that should be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but Josh, yeah, a huge thank you. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping maybe it's piqued your interest for more Ninjak. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, and, I have, uh, like I said, I have that fourth trade, and I need to track down the the first three because I do want to read it all because he is one of those ones. Where it's like, oh, he looks cool, and like he has like cool mask and whatever on. So right, he's up my alley. So I, w- I do want to read it. Uh, I have some Valiant stuff, like I said, I read Exo Man War, but I have a couple other ones that like I've gotten because I can get them for cheap, but I haven't actually read them. Mm-hmm. So maybe one of these weeks I need to go on just a Valiant binge and just read a whole bunch because I think I have Harbinger. And I think oh. I have um, what's that one? Uh, I can't remember the one. The cover is like the, two, uh, the the guy. It's it's like a blonde guy in glasses, and then another guy in a Deadpool suit, oh, and, a, and then a Quan, goat. Uh, Quantum and Quantum Woody. Quantum and Woody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have one of that, those. That's, too. A, that's pretty funny. You like if you if you don't mind like a bit of a comedy kind of thing, um, that's pretty fun. I think. Um, yeah, so and I highly recommend that. Recommend that as well. Yeah, a lot of Valiant stuff is very good. Um, the universe is very tight, mm-hmm. so things. Um, have implications on other things and big difference from other publications when thing when people die they they stay dead so um <laughs> that's very unusual for some comics yeah. anyway a um a huge thank you again josh uh and everyone will catch you a bit later in the week for our conchus relics catch you then see you guys and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.